This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. I'm John, and I'm back with Aaron this week. Aaron was out last week because of the weather, but the roads are clear. Actually, it's a beautiful day, Aaron. Very How are you? Man, I'm good. Yeah, it's like 70-something here. Like it we is. We had like sleet and snow, and now it's warm. So I'm excited to be in it's, here, excited to be back. As I was getting in my truck to, to drive here to the studio to do this podcast, I, like, I felt the sun hit my skin, and I'm just like, man, I just want to like just like a lizard, just lay out on a rock. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I love it. I, I love just soaking in that sunlight. So I was happy to see it. And I hear we're probably going to have another cold week coming up soon, I think, or something. But maybe we're out of the snow territory. I don't know. So yeah, well, I, I know this week, I think, yeah. we'll enjoy the weather yes, this week. This see week, what happens. Oklahoma, you never know. I'm going to take it day by day and just enjoy what I got. So heck yes. But I'm glad to be back together this week to record this episode. We got a fun episode this week, guys. I want to I really dial it back and talk to some of you folks who maybe haven't had your first match yet, or maybe you're getting ready to, or maybe you're just in training, or maybe you have been wrestling for a while, and this is just something that slipped under your radar. I know that's what happened to me. Me. So this week, we are going to talk all about what goes underneath your gear. That is right, guys. That is right. Something very uh, very specific that I think you guys want to know about. So if you know, you know, and if you don't, it's time that you find out there are things that just get glossed over in the training of young wrestlers. We always tell wrestlers to help set up the ring and the, and the venue, help tear it all down after the show, help clean up the locker rooms. We tell them, like, it's very important to get quality gear when you're becoming a pro wrestler. But sometimes we forget to tell them the real basics of the basics. Like, for example, what the heck goes underneath your tights? Guys, strong style. Our pro wrestling training program for the gym is available right now. The first Strength training workout routine created by pro wrestlers for you, the pro wrestlers. It's available right now. We're getting you know new people joining every single day, and I'm super, super excited to see all the results that these people are getting. We got some absolute beasts going through Strong Style yeah. right now, and I love seeing their videos. I love seeing the guys that are doing it at home, modifying routines and asking us questions about how to modify routines. Makes me very excited, Aaron, so I'm glad that we've got that out there. Yeah, me too. Every time I, I see a little ding you know, that mm-hmm. someone else has purchased and we're yes. going to be able to help them get started. For sure. And then, man, that group, I love when, that, when someone posts on the group For and sure. we're able to you know, get into coaching a little it bit. It brings out the coaching, that's yeah. all. So I, I love it. So guys, Strong Style is available now. The link is in the description of this very podcast. You can also follow us on social media at How to Become a Pro Wrestler, and you'll see links to it every single day they're posted. So follow it, check out Strong Style, let us know if you have any questions. All right, let's get to it. So sometimes I get ahead of myself when I'm coming up with these podcasts or just when I'm training people in general. Sometimes I can't see the forest for the tree and all that good stuff, you know what I'm saying? You know, what I'm trying to say is that I get so caught up on like the more advanced things that happen inside the ring and maybe what need to happen inside the gym that I forget about to talk about like the really small stuff. And I recently spoke with a buddy and he expressed how much he loved it when we dived into on this very podcast some of the more unspoken things on on you know that wrestling podcasts or wrestling trainers in general aren't talking about at all. Yeah. But um, you know, these are not like deep secrets. It's not like unmentionable things. It's just stuff that I don't think ever gets 
it just it's just not referenced. It's not mentioned. They people gloss over it. And they think that it's not important. And I love it when you guys give me that kind of feedback that that you tell me how much you wish you would have heard things like this. So we're going to talk about it today. I'd argue, you know, these are the types of things that pop up in the car or maybe in the locker room when you spend some time around a veteran. So that's it's those things when we tell you like, oh, ride with the veteran or hang out with the veterans or question the people that have been doing it longer than you because you can get these little nuggets of like really quality information. And I think that's kind of what podcasts, especially in wrestling, have become. Like now you can go to some of these podcasts, like hopefully like our podcast, mm-hmm. and you can hear like from some of the veterans that you would typically only be able to hear from if you were like riding in the car with them or you were sitting in a locker room with them. So that's that's what we're going to bring to you today, guys. A little some hopefully some good nuggets of information. So here's what we're going to talk about, guys. What goes underneath your tights, all right? What type of underwear do wrestlers wear? And the answer you know, really is it depends. Okay. So let me start by talking about what you shouldn't wear. And that this is very important to me. It's always been kind of a little tidbit of mine. Um, little pet peeve even do not rip off your dirty jeans that you've been wearing all day long. You put them on first thing in the morning. You've been all about, you know, whatever all day you've been driving in a car to a show. You've been going to convenience stores or whatever you've been doing. Do not rip those jeans off, exposing your tidy whities and slide those into your tights. Okay. Rip your, your tights right up over your dirty underwear, guys. I, I'm, I'm just don't do it. All right. On a previous episode, we talked about never putting on a really, really nice pair of kick pads. This is the old episode. You should go back and listen to it. It's kick pads versus wrestling boots. Yeah. And I talked about never taking like a super good quality pair of kick pads and sliding them up over a pair of sneakers. All right? It just ruins the image. You're taking something awesome. Aaron said something to me recently. I don't know. You, uh, I, this, I just thought about it, so let's mention it here, okay. about putting a, um, a, a, what is it, a, a bumper sticker on a Mercedes oh, yeah, or yeah. something. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Like you, don't, you wouldn't take a cheap old bumper sticker and put it on a really nice car. Right. And that's how I feel about guys that are wearing like generic, bland, God forbid, dirty shoes and then just pulling up a pair of kick pads over them as opposed to getting like a really nice pair of wrestling shoes and then putting on a pair of kick pads and the two match and mesh and go together and complete the look. Like, it's it's the same thing, guys. Do not pull your really nice quality wrestling tights up over a bunched up pair of Hanes original underwear. It's, it's wrong, guys. You can't do it. The fans can see it. More importantly, you can feel it. Do yeah. not tell me that that's comfortable. Your tights should be seamless and they should be comfortable. This is your freaking superhero outfit. This is your armor. It should be comfortable. It should be, it should be clean and crisp. Mm-hmm. It should look great, feel great. And there's just no way to look cool if your tights look like they're stuffed with, I don't know, loose rags yeah. or something. Like It's just not cool, guys. And the fans can see it. I can see it. And you can feel it. So here's another one. Please don't go sans underwear. Do not go commando in your tights. I, I'm, I'm dead serious, guys. This is a family-friendly environment, and trust me, your jewels on display, it's not family-friendly. It is distracting. It is obscene. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can mention this on this podcast because I've come across it in the ring. It's not very comfortable for your opponent who has to be in there with you either. It really is not. You're not doing yourself any favors. Keep in mind, here's something. Here's one of those little nuggets that doesn't get talked about. I've never heard anyone say this on a podcast before, so I'm going to say it right now. A lot of your gear becomes semi-transparent when it becomes stretched, and especially underneath really bright ring lights. 
Think about the company you work for. Do they turn off the overhead lights in the venue and turn on like really bright, like, like corner post lights, like what we would call ring lights? If they do that, I'm telling you right now, guys, they freaking turn your gear invisible sometimes. It's, 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 if it's a low-quality pair of like uh, compression pants or, or yeah. tights, whatever, singlet, whatever you want to call it, man, those lights go straight through them. So if you're not wearing underwear, all of a sudden you're, you're basically half-naked in the ring, like more so than usual. And, uh, and you know, if, you've been, if you go to the gym a lot, you see low-quality tights, like they're halfway see-through, and that's one thing. But doing it in the ring trying to maintain like a serious persona as the hero or villain and uh, entertain fans that have paid money to see you, it's just not the right thing to do, guys. Don't go Sam's underwear. Don't go commando, especially under those bright lights, and especially if it's low-quality gear. So those are a couple examples of what not to wear. So I want to talk about what you should wear. But first, real quick, I want to briefly mention that Strong Style is available it is available in the description in this very podcast, and it is available on all our social medias at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. We have two back-to-back episodes in the tank on this mm-hmm. podcast just a couple weeks ago that are all about Strong Style, describing it in full detail. So you can listen to those, or you can just message us. You can ask us. You can join our private Facebook yep. group at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Ask any questions that you want. If the website doesn't answer a question for you, ask us. We'll let you know as quick as possible. So let's talk about what to wear underneath your gear. Let me preface this by saying that there is no special specific answer. There is no pro wrestling centric brand of underwear out there. No secret. A lot of it is just common sense. Okay. So first and foremost, wear something clean. That's right. Your (laughs) underwear, or maybe I'll refer to it as the under gear from now on, is part of your gear. And that's why I want to call it under gear. I like that. Because it is part of your gear. Meaning, It should stay with your gear. It should be washed with your tights. It should live in your gear bag between shows. It is not underwear that you wear while you wrestle, throw in the dirty clothes, goes into a random drawer, and hopefully makes it back in your gear bag at some point, but maybe you wore it during the week to work. No, no. You're not going to show up to work in your wrestling tights. So don't show up to work in your wrestling undergear either. I want you to make this a staple. Buy a specific pair or set. Maybe you want two or three, depending on how many shows you do on a weekend, of you know underwear that is appropriate for your gear that can stay inside your gear bag. It's super, super important, guys. And if you do that, if you make it a part of your gear and make it a focus of your gear bag, your brain is going to associate it now with being that important. Like, it's not going to end up in your regular day Fruit of the Loom drawer. So keep that in mind, guys. Put yeah. that stuff in your bag. Yeah, John, I never really thought about it until mm-hmm. you mentioned this, but I I do this mm-hmm. for my training. Yeah, yeah. Like, I have my bag, yep. and it's set in there. I have I change my, I guess I'm going to call it under gear now, yeah, yeah, because it's my gear to train. That's right. I, it is. I, I change that. I have I have two different sock drawers, two different underwear drawers, mm-hmm. based on what my mm-hmm. training stuff is. Like, these are my training sure. socks, and yeah, then yeah. this is my everyday kind of stuff. I like so, it. It's yeah. it, it's make it different. Make if you make it important, suddenly it is important. Okay, so you have to put forth that effort to actually make something important. Just like you have to put forth the effort to wake up every day and go train, or or eat nutritiously, or drink your water, or go to bed early at night. Like you have to make that a focus and make yeah. it an important part of your day. You make your gear important by wanting to wash it, and you make the stuff that goes under your gear a part of your gear by always keeping that stuff together. So well, well I don't switch. Know, yeah, and I don't know what it is, but for me, you know, I, I'm training. I have a very specific yes. goal when I go to work right. out. So just like I, uh, they're going to have a specific goal whenever they're going to the ring. Yep. But um, 
it changes my mindset mm -hmm. whenever I put on that stuff. Yeah. And the biggest mindset switch for me, which is part of the gear, not the undergear here, mm -hmm. but it's uh, lifting straps. Like I yeah, have, yeah, I yeah. have some grips. Sure. And if I'm going to do something heavy, the only time I'm using that is usually when it's heavy or it's right. going to be a hard movement and I need them to help me, yeah. once I strap those on, it's like a mental click in my head, like where yes. I'm at and what I'm doing. It took, so my, my wife trains with me, and it is definitely training. It's not just working out, and um, it, it's specific training that I, like I get excited the week before as I like write out the workouts, and I have it all prepared and stuff for myself, and um, I write my weights in there a week ahead of time, because I know that that's my goal, that's what I want to hit. I go in with a specific goal, and uh, my wife and I, who you know love training with her and she loves training with me I think but there there was a brief like really rough patch because she just thought I was mad every day I think <laughs> but really I just have this mental kind of click when right. it comes to training the same way that I would have before I go to the ring to where it you flip a switch in your brain and I I recently I'm not going to dive into this but I recently had some pretty significant dental work done and my my dentist was like I want you to wear a mouth guard when you work out now. Like if you're doing squats and deadlifts mm -hmm. and you're clenching your teeth and stuff, I need you for at least the next few months to wear this mouth guard. Right. And so now I have a mouth guard that I put in and I mean it's it's now almost become a staple as much as like you talk about your yeah. wrist wraps. Like I put that mouth guard in and I'm just like my brain's like it's time to work out. Like yeah. and work out hard and be super serious about it. And I don't do lots of joking and tons of talking and mm -hmm. stuff as I work out. So um it, it is about, you know, we're, talk, we're, we're diving into working out and stuff, but you guys can sympathize with that if you're really putting your training. And that's like, to talk about strong style again, that's another reason why we created strong style because I don't want you just playing around and dilly-dallying and I don't know what you're doing in the gym every day. You have a goal, like a goal with, with, with actual defined uh, like points to hit, yeah. like the, with those um, high spots and stuff and the challenge workouts that we have in strong style. Like you have something specific in mind and it can help you flip that switch in your brain. And on a much smaller level, I'm asking you to do that with your gear and what goes underneath it. I'm asking you to really flip that switch and make it a point that, oh, this is part of my gear and yeah. it's important to me because it makes me look good. It makes me feel good. And it's clean. It makes my opponent, you know, feel good that, I, that I'm not stinking up the ring and all that stuff. So guys, going back to the undergear. And, and working it into your gear bag, I want you to find something appropriate and comfortable, all right? For most of my career, I'm talking about me specifically as a professional wrestler, I wore what we call biker shorts. Yeah. And biker shorts, uh, this is the actual gear, not necessarily what I have on it. Biker shorts are like pro wrestling tights, but they're, they're shorts. They're like compression shorts. They go about mid-thigh to my waist. Like that. Those are called biker shorts. And then there was a, a good amount of time I wore actual long tights. So... What I wore underneath those was just like an athletic cut boxer jock, like Under Armour boxer jocks that are that are made for like um, athletic performance. I got a set of those. You know, you get like a freaking three pack of those. Yeah, they're more expensive than Walmart's freaking Fruit of the Loom. I promise you, but they're quality. And I tell you what, I bought a three pack of those, and it probably lasted me for almost a decade. Mm -hmm. Like, because you're just wearing them when you wrestle. And then you're, you're rotating the three out. Yeah. You're washing them with your gear. They're going to last you forever that way. So you can spend, you know, $35, $40 on a pack of underwear, but it's going to last you the next decade, you know, hopefully. That's kind of going to work. So that it's, it's a really a great investment when you think of it that way. And those work specifically for me because I wore those kinds of tights. I wore the long tights or I wore the, uh, the biker cut tights. Yeah. And that's it. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of trial and error. At least it was for me. Yeah. Because I have I 
I mean, I'm super picky. I'm super picky with socks. Mm -hmm. I'm super picky mm -hmm. with almost anything that I, I put on when I'm yeah. getting ready to train. It has to be comfortable, but I can't tell you how much money I've spent on mm -hmm. underwear yeah. to do my training with. But they will like ride up whenever yeah. I start squatting yeah. and lunging can't and stuff. Take it. No, yeah, and yeah. I and I'm like, well, now these are out. Like, I can't take it. Yep. So like those are my upper body days. Yes. And then I have my lower body ones that I'll only wear if I'm doing uh, squats and you know deadlifts and that kind of stuff. I'm fully so, on board with you, and I think that that's super relevant here. And all the wrestlers listening or potential wrestlers can should be able to relate to that because I can. And it's I'm going to dive a little deeper to it in here in just a second, but I can't stand wrestling and like having to fiddle with my waistband or, or pull a wedgie out or something like that's uncalled for guys. You don't have to yeah. wear underwear so cheap that that happens. I promise you they make underwear where that is way less likely to ever happen. So it's, it's important to invest in that kind of stuff. Well, and one of the, man, it, the technology has gotten better like mm -hmm. through the years, but there was some like yeah. the first uh, kind of under armor stuff that I got that was yeah, like yeah. that. I sweated so bad. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was just I was like I can't wear these because I'm sweat. It's, it's like making me cold sweat gear too or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. It was, the, the technology is weird on it, that, but it's true. Yeah, it's so, a trial and error. Yeah, it's trial and error. You gotta you gotta see what works best for you. Um, but going back to what I was just talking about, like I wore those those athletic boxer jocks, like. If you wear trunks as a pro wrestler, which is the more like, you know, the, the smaller, like what, like Triple H and, and mm -hmm. Ric Flair and Batista and stuff wore. Um, if you wear tights like that, you're not going to be able to wear those boxer jocks because right. the legs of those are going to be hanging out the bottom. Like that's, that's, not, that's what I mean by find something appropriate. That's not appropriate. You can't wear something like that. So when it comes to, if you're a professional wrestler who wears um, uh, something like that, like trunks, you might be looking at something like a jock strap, all right? I mean, and jock strap would work with any of that gear, to be honest with you. I never necessarily needed them. But if you are wearing trunks, um, I recommend one. Um, and most guys, if you're listening to this and you ever played any kind of sports or, um, you know, you experienced the reason for a jock strap, then um, you already kind of know. They keep you protected. They keep you compact during motion and during athletic performance. Uh, and I'll put it as nicely as possible, but, you know, clanging and banging inside your gear as you bump the mat is brutal. I mean, I've, I've witnessed guys in training doing bumps, throwing up, not because they hit their head or anything like that, or, or their lungs are out of shape, but because they were, they were clanging inside their tights, like that sensation of uh, getting kicked below the belt. Like it's brutal guys. So I advise against it at all costs. So jock straps are something you can do. And uh, now let's talk about this. Like some guys aren't comfortable with jock straps or maybe they didn't go through football or whatever. Like they, they're not, they're not used to them. Um, so for a period of time, I actually experimented with using what's called a dance belt well, as I wrestled. And um, dance belts were introduced to me, um, honestly, through like, like I, I thought about like the comic book, like cosplay conventions and like where people are dressing up like, like, oh, like yeah. video game and anime characters and whatnot. Because, I mean, again, like I'll put it as nicely as I can, but if you just slap on a regular pair of underwear and then pull on a Power Ranger costume, it... It looks pretty bad below the belt, guys. Yeah. Like, and then you look at the Power Ranger TV show, and you're like, "Well, how come they look cool?" <laughs> I mean, you know, quote unquote cool. It's because they're wearing like protective underwear and dance belts were something that I came across. A dance belt is essentially like a jock strap that's that's not completely open in the back. Um, it's like a very small set of underwear is what it is, but it's really thick material that keeps everything supported mm -hmm. and makes like a seamless. 
you know, it looks seamless. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, there's no bulges, there's no creases, there's no nothing weird. Everything stays in the same place. It's a nice smooth material and it's very sturdy. So I, I spent quite a few years wearing one of those just because I had discovered them and, and they worked really well for me. And so, so, I mean, they're super thick, super supportive. All you gotta do is freaking go Google that. Just go Google dance belt. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, they were, they're called dance belts because originally they were like made for like male dancers to kind of keep their support and uh, stay concealed like during those crazy crazy performances and whatnot. Yeah. So works great for pro wrestling though, guys. I mean, just think about it. Think about fit. You know, um, you want to know something that completely takes me out of a match? So I'm, this is kind of what I was just talking about. And that's seeing a guy constantly adjust his tights and adjust yeah. his waistband. Oh, it drives me nuts, man. Like seeing somebody who has to com- constantly like flip his waistband down or pull his tights back up or pick a freaking wedgie like oh i can't stand it 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 it'll it will take me i used to watch guys I've, i'll watch a match see a guy bump pick a wedgie bump pick a wedgie bump flip his waistband and then i'm like i'm done at that point i'm yeah. like i can't focus on this at all it's so distracting this is your superhero suit how often do you see freaking uh, batman and superman picking wedgies you know like it's Find something that works for you guys. This is your attire that's supposed to be seamless and comfortable and strong and supportive. So don't just wear the most generic of things. Well, from, from a fan's perspective, yeah. if, if you see that going on, mm-hmm. for me, because I've noticed that too in mm-hmm. some of the matches, it's, uh, it's just like you're in a fight. Like yeah. If you're in a fight, you're not, you're not thinking about that stuff either, yes, right? Yes, that's exactly right. You're not <laughs> self-conscious about you know, that stuff. You're focused on your opponent. Right. Absolutely. Um, I also don't want to see your underwear, like the waistband sticking out of the top of your tights. Like, Mm, I mean, if I see like a high quality pair of tights and then like the Fruit of the Loom logo, like hanging out the top of them, that's really distracting, guys. And this isn't rocket science, Um, but it is something that I wish that I had had help with when I was first getting started. Yeah. You know, it's just to think about these simple things like that. A lot of it's common sense, but um, it really, really is important, I think, to a lot of guys, especially if you've never been told about this stuff before. So I hope you found some value in this episode today, guys. I, I really, you know, I was glad that my buddy kind of brought this up. I, I, I had never really thought like, man, I, I think we can dive into like what goes underneath your freaking gear. And ultimately it just means like wear under gear that is specific for you. It should mm-hmm. mesh seamlessly with your gear. It should always be clean and it should come out of your gear bag and onto your body in the locker room at shows. Not eight hours before the show starts. Keep it in your gear bag, wash it. Pack it with the rest of your gear and complete that superhero outfit. Guys, That's it's just super important. All these little things really add up. So the more you can really get a handle on and get ahead of the game on, the better you're going to be as a professional wrestler and the more comfortable you're going to be with yourself. So Definitely. Heck yeah. All right, guys. Strong Style, the first pro wrestling strength training program created by pro wrestlers for you, the pro wrestler or the future Pro Wrestler, available now in the description of this very episode and all the previous episodes and also available on all our social medias, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, at How to Become a Pro Wrestler. Give us a subscription, give us a like, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode where we teach you the skills that you need to go from your living room to the main event. And don't wait for your opportunity, guys. Take it.